What's up, everybody? Don't know if you guys missed us, but this is season two, and we're back better than ever. As you guys know, this is the frequency. Yeah, we need like sirens. Right. Season two, we are making it out here. As usual, I'm your girl, Chris Maria, and I'm joined here with the lovely Miss Stephanie Faye. Hey, guys. And Q, you know, he still don't get no introduction. I don't care if it's season two or three. He still don't get no introduction. At least he's still here. It's okay, y'all. We're going to start a We Hate Crystal fan club on here. All the guys, they already know what's up. So, most of the guys that probably listen probably know you personally. They are like, oh man, she's crazy anyway. So, it's like, see, and that's and that's that's why on this episode we're talking stereotypes because that was a stereotype. Oh, that was a great segue. Yeah. No, I, got a a I got a friend who says, you know, Chris be saying some awful wall stuff. You already know who oh. I'm talking about. Who said that? You already know. Who said that? Which one? Because there's a couple of people I feel like would say that. It start with an R. It start with an R. <laughs> it start with an R. <laughs> he come back over here from hating on me. Tell him it starts with an R and then clip. <laughs> Stay in Cali. That's right, y'all. We are talking stereotypes today. I'm going to jump right in with, I guess I'll jump right in with the stereotype that I'm going to bring, which is my lovely, I guess me and Stephanie both have on these hair wraps. So just Good like- for the culture. Homeboy. This is not going to all be about, you know, just our culture, but I do want to bring the stereotype in because it, I'm always reminded, sorry if my camera's getting a little, a little blurry. On Can y'all do camera. this for me real quick? Can y'all do one of these? See? <laughs> <laughs> no, this time, just the braids. We ain't got braids in today. We ain't got braids in. But I wanted to just but bring that up. Though. Do you guys feel like, or Q, do you feel like, I don't know if you, you know, when you're dating someone or your mom or anybody, do you guys feel like, Black hair isn't really welcomed in the workplace. I hate to be so cliche. I know that's such a cliche stereotype, but I'm just curious. Or do you guys feel like when you guys have braids in and you guys go around other cultures, they're kind of like, oh, can I touch your hair? How long did it get your hair like that? You know, like, or like, what do y'all feel? Girl, so first of all, I mean, we mm -hmm. talked about a little bit. I have never worn a head wrap on a Zoom call professionally. I've never worn one to the workplace. Um, I just really got comfortable wearing braids like last year to work. Just just last year, I got comfortable because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to break it in um, and wearing my natural hair. Like, I, you guys, I'm celebrating one year, no heat next week. So, that that's a natural journey. That's called a natural journey, right? Yeah. So, okay, there you go, Steph. And, and it's psychologically, I was like, straight, looks more professional, looks better. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. then, yes, I am married into another culture. So I go around some of that family and they're like, how long did you get your hair like that? Oh, like, it's like, like they're fascinated by it. And, and that can be like <laughs> kind of annoying. You know what I mean? So, oh, so let lot. me ask you this. In the culture that you're in, do they not have curly hair at all? Uh, I'm talking about when I have braids is typically mm -hmm. when when that question okay. starts arising, like, how long did that take? Oh, how much did you pay for that? Okay. I don't think they asked to touch it. I think they know better than that. But it, it is always like a fascinating thing, you know, and you go to work and they're like, oh, let me touch it. I haven't asked to touch it at work, which is like so annoying. Um, but Q, like, what do you think? Do you think it's a professional look? I have been told, okay, I'm going to be completely 100% honest. My mom is white. 
And so she will say she doesn't, she's never really thought that this was a professional look. And even when I send her a hairstyle and I say, Hey mom, I'm going to get this. She's like, Oh, you know, but I think recently she's gotten with it. You know, it's kind of old school mentality too. You know what I mean? Can I, can I ask why she doesn't think that's a professional look? Because I read somewhere that it's not usually, you know, like, Caucasian men or other ethnicity men that don't like our hair it's white women well I so I love my mama to death um like I said I think the culture's changing and so she's starting to see it a little bit more and becoming more accepting of it and not like she would say it to anybody else she's talking to her daughter right, right. Uh, but I think it's an old school mentality I think when they see raps like this they're like did you just roll out of bed you know what I mean? Like this is trendy now and it should be acceptable. And I think in their mind, it's like, oh, you just rolled out of bed. What you doing? You know what I mean? Like you don't yeah. look like you're ready for the day yeah. uh, with the braids. <laughs> I'm not sure where that came from. I can ask her and check back in with y'all, but um, definitely the head wrap. I think it looks like a sleepy look. It's, it's acceptable to wear to bed, but it's not acceptable to wear to work. You know what I mean? <clears throat> what do you think, Q? What do you, what do you got? What as far as my experience, I have a question. I, oh well, well, well. Before that, um, I have a question about that, Stephanie. Like, was it tough for you growing up and like your mom dealing with your hair? Uh, yeah, I can show you pictures where I'm like, what the hell was she doing? I mean, sometimes like she didn't even try. Poor <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby, that baby. I mean, we talk we talk about her now because it's like. Sometimes it does look like she tried, and then sometimes it's like, oh, girl, you just said, go with it. The, let the wind <laughs> let the wind, wind comb your hair. Let the wind comb me. Let go and let go. I mean, but you have to think about it. I mean, she's a white woman who had straight hair, never had to deal with any volume, no texture, nothing. Mm. You know what I mean? But I will say, like, as we grew up, like, I, she would braid my hair for um, soccer games and soccer practices. So I was like, I don't know where she picked that up at but she would would do two french braids and i was really hype on that you know what i mean so but when i was <laughs> a younger kid oh yeah <laughs> mama was, you didn't love me did you <laughs> i will say i do say that i'm like oh but you have to think about it i mean mixed i was talking to my mom this going down a whole another tangent but i was talking to my mom the other day and about having mixed kids and she said that the biggest thing she worried about is how we were going to make our own way in this world and what people would perceive us as you know and um mm. she, i think she worried so much about making sure she was being a good mom to her mixed kids you know what i mean so i don't give her that much <laughs> i don't clown her too much for the way she handled my hair because i do think she raised us well like to know both sides and she wanted us to be involved in both cultures and know you know the ins and outs um so i don't try to clown her too much on the hair but she's a white woman with white hair who had no idea what to do with texture so <laughs> it's that's okay that, yeah it's i think okay. that's yeah i agree that's okay and your then, mom's great though and then she um she allowed my black grandmother to take my sister to go get a perm when she was 13 years old and then that was like you know so yeah so they learned the hard way to not do that with me which i appreciate um i never have gotten a perm in my life um so my sister you know they had to learn the hard way not to do that but i think that she was just so afraid to ruin something that she didn't really want to do too much with our hair right so, I'm, I, I'm gonna what were you gonna say I was going to say, how, what is your um, experience like with, do you wear hair wraps to work? What do you do with your hair? Yeah, I'd be walking around here looking like Auntie Mama. 
or Mary J. Blige from Prison Song. <laughs> You're giving me Aaliyah, Aaliyah vibes right now, actually. You know, like I always I, like you and Gabriella, you and you and my daughter have the same hair texture, and and, and my fiance too. You guys kind of all have the same hair texture, but you guys are all biracial too. So, but this this is other type of texture. This is like four C. Like I try to con like <clears throat> like Sam or Gabs into you know washing my hair. Just just wash it. Just somebody washed it, you know? So my mom, when I was growing up, perms were a thing. Like we, I got a perm every uh, four to six, six weeks. weeks. Right. <laughs> Didn't need it that often. Like asking him, like I showed him a picture one time. I was like, yeah, this is this was me when we went to Jamaica. He was like, man, that perm had your hair melted all day. Mm -hmm. I was like, bro. And how old were you? I got my first perm when I was six. So G Gabs is five now, so that that'd be like me perming her hair one year from now. Oh God, no! It's it's just it's not, and I think you know it's the same thing. I think it's a learning curve as we get older and start to learn more. Like when my mom was younger, she had natural hair, and she just didn't want to deal with. My sister has extremely thick hair, and she had me, and she had herself. She didn't want to deal with all that hair, and I know how that feels because I have to do my hair and I have to do Gabs's hair, and it's a lot, and. She just didn't want to do it. So she was like, let's just perm it. So she permed it. And at, for a while, it was great. My hair was swaying in the wind, you know? And then we just kept, especially as I got in high school and college, I was like, oh, no, my hair is crinkling up right here. Uh-uh, I need a perm. I need a perm. Like every four to six weeks, it was terrible. And my hair is kind of a little bit more finer, I guess you can say, um, for the, the texture that it is. And I remember going, trying to go natural at 18. My mom was like, Oh, uh-uh, your hair is looking real nappy. You need to get a perm. But now people saying your hair is nappy, it's like, oh, you can't say nappy. You can't say that. That's wrong. You know, there's no such thing as good hair, you know? And I agree to that. I guess that's another stereotype is, you know, what is good hair? You know, good hair is presumed like, you know, the in-between hair that's in between the white hair and the black hair, you know, that's considered good hair, but I don't know if I believe that anymore. And I used to think that way too. And I think, you know, some people say they had a hard time, you know, like even from some biracial kids raising a, another biracial child is kind of like, I ask and I'm like, what was your hardships? And some of them say, well, I didn't feel like I fit in with the black kids. I didn't feel like I fit in with the white kids. And for me, I think our our hardship as a brown brown girl is our hair. Our hair never fed in ever, you know, like it just, it was always a thing. It was like, if I wear my hair in this Afro, everybody is going to stare at me. It will be the talk of the town if I wear my hair in these Afro puffs. But if I straighten it, I don't get, I don't get so many questions. I, you, we do often get, you know, if your hair is past a certain length, is that, is that all your hair? You know, and it's like, oh, is that all your hair? Your hair, Susan? I mean, let me know. Like, so I, I think, that's the hard part. And then like curving my mom around going back to natural cause that wasn't in, everybody had straight hair. And so when I went natural, my mom was like, you need to get a perm, you need to get a perm, you need to get a perm. But now, you know, it's just. Well, and I, I, think, I think 2020 things have changed and I'm so grateful that that is in now. You know, I, I don't mm -hmm. know if I've talked about this on here and I don't want to get too far down into the hair conversation, but mixed dish, mixed dish made me comfortable with my hair and that just came out last year you know what I mean so it really was it, like just seeing it on tv like 
oh, it's just so nice to finally feel like you can resonate with somebody on TV, you know, oh, you know, so um, it really is. Shut up, Q. It really is. That's sad for real. I mean, Instagram. There's that's so sub, like subconsciously you were thinking about that, like constantly. Like that's for real. Like that's big. Like for real. Mm-hmm. It's just nice to see it in the media, you know. Mm-hmm. Do Do you feel like growing up, you never saw anybody that you felt like representing you? No, I mean, so I don't really know. I, I'm I'm Alicia Keys. I think was the first um, one um, who I finally felt like, oh like she's like me you know what I mean Alicia Keys always had her hair in braids Mm -hmm. but I think honestly we were a Mariah Carey household and Mariah Carey's biracial but no one knows that right because exterior wise she looks white and her hair is straight and she she looks like a white girl you know what I mean but my mom would always say oh she's biracial too like you and so that's kind of what I you know like that was my idol when it came to being biracial and she did not look like me you know Mm -hmm. so when Alicia Keys came about and Alicia Keys not mixed I don't believe right um, or yes, she is. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Okay, so um, when Alicia Keys came out, she was doing the hair and the head wraps and all of that. I was like, oh, this is cool. You know what I mean? But it still was not curly. Like curly, you know, in my hair, it, shri- it shrivels up really, really short. So a short hair, like Tracy Ellis Ross is like what my hair is like. And so mm-hmm. seeing her, I mean, I watch Girlfriends a little bit, but I still was a little older, you know? So finally seeing somebody who had the same texture as me and rocking it that way was just liberating. What about for you, Q? Cause I think, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all. I'm getting a little cold over here. I think for me- Coronavirus. <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> You better wear that mask, girl. I don't right, right. Wear a mask, girl. I'm healed by the spirit, the blood of Jesus. Okay, amen. Q, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to ask you really quickly, like, how do you feel, like, as, like, like as a man, like, I, I don't know if men, because with us, like, I felt the same way when I saw the Black Princess because I, Aww. the Black Disney Princess, because I used to. Love me some uh Princess Jasmine and Mulan, but it was probably because they were the only other ones that were don't forget about Pocahontas. Pocahontas was my girl. Pocahontas was my girl too. I love Pocahontas. I had mm-hmm. Pocahontas and everything. But what about for you? Like, do you feel like men need to see the TV and and like see people that they resonate with? Did you feel like you saw men on the TV that you you know or or what? Uh as far as like I think it's different for guys. I think, I don't know. For me, for, I think most guys, like we are aware of our looks and we're uh, like aware of um, our hair. We understand there's certain, there's certain guys that can have different hair, you know, different hair and whatever. Like some may have a, you know, a different hairline. You know, I have a big forehead. You know what I mean? I have maybe three more years, three, I say about five. I got about five more years until I got to go bald. You know what I mean? So why do you say that? that? How you know that? You're not even fitting. Don't don't eat, don't eat, don't worry about that because I know my daddy bald, his daddy bald, most don't of my uncles bald. Your life, Q. Don't I haven't, I haven't, but I sometimes genetics just happen. You can't do nothing about you might that. Get your mom's jeans. I have for this long, but you know what? As soon as I have kids, I already know it's going to be gone. But that's not. But that's beside the point. Well, can I, I think, chime in really, really quickly and say to all of the men out there who are wearing toupees and filling in their hair with lace frontals, it's okay to be bald. Michael, nah, bro, do your thing. Keep Tommy your hair alive. 
Keep your beard. Keep your corners. I mean, I, that's fine. That's fine. I got a beard with a big I head. Say, I will say, people are way too mean to LeBron James. I mean, he does like a, he <laughs> hold on a little bit too much. But people are mean. It's just like, <laughs> let him be what, he, what is most comfortable for him. You know what I mean? That's why I don't complain about LeBron. I'll say, LeBron, do your, if you want to keep your hair, because that's one thing for as a guy, I think that's the one thing that we think about. If once our hair is gone, that's like how we know we're about to get like, oh, old. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, nigga, you really? got to go through a a midlife crisis real quick but for me i wouldn't say like i mean hair wise like stereotype wise as far as that nah in the workplace um i always just try to keep a fade um what about your Car- beard what about if your beard's too long my mom i used to grow my beard out real long i think chris you remember this like i used to have my beard like like i don't like that look i like yeah, a lot of yeah, I had like I had it like down to there at one point. So um I liked it like that. And um personality too. So um, but now I just keep it kind of like medium, but kind of full like how you see it now, you know. So just simple. Um it's great that I do have a beard because I would I don't know what I would do if I didn't have a beard. I look like a straight baby. So So I, I wanna touch on the fact that NBA players are really letting their hair go any kind of way right now. And any kind of way. And I will say it's not even a it's not even a race thing because my black grandparents are like, what the hell is on their head? You know what I mean? So it's not necessarily the white people looking at them. It's black people too who are like, all them naps. Why are they letting it grow out like that and not brushing it? You know. I feel like I feel like I feel like the older generation. <laughs> I hate to say it like that. I feel like the older generation. They um, they're kind of just programmed a little. They're kind of like programmed a little bit. Yeah, like you want to keep it like what like they said in the uh in the um army when the when black people were joining like the seventies and stuff, keep it high and tight. And they was like, nah, man, I like I like my afro the way it is. Like, I appreciate the how like a lot of people are wearing their hair now. Like the way I was growing it, um, when Corona started, I started growing my hair. I didn't get a haircut till July fourth, which is ironic that I did, but I got a haircut July fourth. I had braids in my hair and everything. Like I, I would. I wish I could just show y'all a picture of it, but I had like braids going for a little bit. So I was really thinking about just doing it again, you know what I'm saying? Just growing my hair out. And my mom, every time I, I would like, like just go around my mom, she'd be like, boy, what you going to do with your hair or whatever like that? Even when I see my grandfather, he like, uh, he like, boy, why you got your hair like that? You ain't doing them. Like I wash it. I greased it and everything. I'm I could, like, who shot John? Boy, like, like, boy, you look, <laughs> you look like you ain't, <laughs> you ain't got no home, like no home training. Like, I don't understand, but I feel like it is like the older generation that's programmed and it's I, I don't want to say it's it's was pushed by society. And we know how society was around that time and how things were. Um, you had people, like you said, like people getting perms and everything like that, knowing good damn going well. Like we really didn't we didn't understand our hair yet. You know right. what I'm saying? I, I feel like as black women, you guys, that's what I'm saying. Black women, you got uh, you women didn't understand your hair and then to have that pressure from society to kind of working through that, you know, during the next like 50 odd years, that's how, you know, you have breakage and things like that and not, you know, understand your hair. But I do love the movement that black women with the hair going on right now. I love black women hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when I was in high school, I used to know like, oh, she got a weave in her head. I already know what that is. That's a clip right there. Ain't no way. Well, it's gotten better too. Thank oh, you. Oh, it's gotten way better, but except for Tyler Perry, man, that mo- that motherfucker. How you making all that damn money? You can't get no motherfucker to do no good damn weave. 
I remember my mom was so dope. My mom back in the day, my mom used to do my sister hair, my cousins, and like four of my five, four or five of my cousins here, like a hot comb with the, you know what I'm saying, with a hot comb, grease, everything. Like we about to make everybody that same look. Like all you hear is y'all remember when y'all yeah, hear when smell that it. you can smell it, you can smell it <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my God. It was so bad. But like, I feel like just for um, for myself, but I, I don't see any difference or anything like that as far as um, hair for men. Um, but um, for women, I know I see with y'all all the time, but especially in the workplace or even when y'all out. But I'll be looking too, like, come on now. Like, y'all y'all know, if y'all see somebody going, y'all could at least put it on a rap. You know what I'm saying? I think it was on um, Everybody Hate Chris. His mama was like, look at her. She walking down the street with no with, a, with her hair wrap on. I mean, with her curls in her head. Like, she had no wrap on. And her daughter was like, well, mama, you got your curls on? But yeah, but I got a hair wrap on. It's like a, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like a, I don't know, like, yeah, I can do that. But look at the way she's doing it. Like, it's weird. But if you're going to go out, just at least wash your shit. That's what I said. Just leave. If you want to wear your, grow your hair out, like whatever and all that, just wash it. Just, maintain it. Maintain yeah, it. just grease it. Just grease it. Okay, to bring me to my next topic. What do you guys think about... Okay, let me just ask y'all this. Would y'all whoop y'all kids when y'all get them? Or do you feel like whoopings is, is just like... Because that's the stereotype too, that whoopings is a black cultural thing or whoopings like... I know all races get whoopings, like, but if if you wouldn't whoop your kids, why would you not? What would be your reasoning? So I'm gonna throw my little two cents in. I was I got whoopings. I got whoopings and I turned out perfectly fine. I know we keep talking about times of change and I keep seeing things on social media that, yeah, you're not supposed to treat your kids that way. You know what? I appreciate my whoopings because it got me in line. Um, I will say being married to an Indian man, he don't really agree and believe in whoopings. So we're going to have to call him. Did he get whoopings as a kid? No, he didn't. And he needed them. (laughs) Although... I believe his mom. I believe his mom has whooped his uh, sister a time or two, and she needed it too. So I don't think it's just a black thing. But I, I am fine with whoopings. I, like I said, I turned out perfectly fine. I will say the same thing. I got whoopings. You know, I, I'm not many though. I wasn't. I was like the kid. I have older siblings, so I was the kid that learned from my older siblings. If I could realize or how to get out of that whooping, I learned it. So not many, but I do agree, even like with having a kid, I I don't like to whoop her, but it's not because of, I don't want her to be in line. It's more so because I just, I don't enjoy it. I'm, I would rather be the good cop, but maybe, and this is maybe another stereotype. I don't believe in the man should be whooping the, the daughter. And maybe that's because my dad never whooped me. And so maybe that's some type of spoil, but it's, it's, it's like psychological to me to, to, gosh, I don't know how to explain it. It's like psychological to me. It's to me, it's like, I feel like a man is really, really strong. It's always stronger than a woman, no matter what size the man is. And just to see a man whooping on a little girl, I guess it's just, I don't I know. Like, how do y'all feel about that? I never looked at it like that, but I will say my dad always whooped me because my mom tried one time and my mom's white, white parent, black parent. My mom tried one time and we laughed at her because uh, 
<laughs> I remember she tried to whip me and my sister at the same time with a plastic hanger, and we were like, <laughs> like this don't with hurt. what? A plastic hanger, not even a wire <laughs> hanger, a plastic. <laughs> wire hangers. <laughs> so my my dad did the whoopings, and so I never looked at it like that was odd. And I also didn't carry it into my adult life feeling like, oh, my my male figure in my life whooped me. You know, I didn't look at it like that. What do you think, Hugh? Um, I got beatings, but I was a very, I was a very uh, mischievous little child and, and always getting in shit. Um, my sister can attest to this. I wish my sister could come on and tell y'all about the epic whoopings. Even my family could tell y'all about the epic whoopings that I've got. I lit a bottle rocket in the bathroom one Saturday morning and almost blew up the bathroom sink. My mama beat the hell out of me that morning. You deserved it. Oh yeah. I remember in school, I was not the great, I was not the greatest uh, student at all. People, if you know me, you know, I did not take school serious, which I and regretting now, but it's okay. We're 30 and we're on the right path. But Chris, you knew me about high school. You know, I used to sleep a lot. So um, high school, not high school, hey, but really, I, I probably got my last whooping from my mother probably when I, probably when I was like 16. Probably so like your dad didn't year. do the whoopings? My mom, actually, my mom was called Shredder growing up. <laughs> like we used to call her Shredder and the warden growing up because like she just laid down the law. Like, like it would be my sister, myself, my older sister, my little brother, myself, and then like all my cousins, like it's like probably like nine of us growing up together. And my mom at the time would like, <laughs> she would watch us all because my dad was working two jobs and like <laughs> my mom was just there. So she wasn't working at the time. So she would watch all the kids and stuff like that. And if we got in trouble, my mom would just tear through the house and like get off of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The uh, boss's name was Shredder. And so she used to shred our ass and my sister can attest to this. Like my mom used to, my mom, my mom's a, what, she's five, nine. Like my mom's five, nine. And she, at the time she was, she, she was, she was a thick woman. You know what I'm saying? She was, she was, but she was built. You know what I'm saying? Like she, she ain't play like. The fear of God in you, did Oh my, the fear of God. She laid down the, ooh. I remember one time, like (laughs) my mama hit me up. Like I'm talking about, she, I was in sixth grade. I was like, thick. She hand me up. I'm like in sixth grade. My mama said, "Who? <laughs> pick me up and put me on the wall." Oh my god, my mama done beat me in the store before. Like, let me, let me, let me tell your mama like. That. Yeah, let me just not tell my mama business like that. Mama, I love you. Mama, I love you. I love my mama. I love my mama. Aren't you grateful? Like I am. I am. I'm grateful for some of the whoopings and oh. most, I would say about 93.7% of them were deserving. Not about 93.7 of them were deserving. And I do appreciate my No, I would say about 6% of that. I was just, I was led astray. I, I you know, I was led astray and I felt like she, she, you know, she could have, you know what I'm saying? You ain't had to give me a whooping on that one but you just wanted to because you was already mad about some other shit at your job or something we ain't gonna talk about family issues like that but but um talk to somebody about that q but that i feel like but that's another thing though i do feel like sometimes especially in in our parents age and our grandparents and their grand their parents age there's a lot of stuff that they would bring back into the household that a lot of our grandparents and our parents got trauma. They got you know traumatized by uh, with, and we didn't know how to release that you know that pressure that was building up, that anxiety that was building up, and so 
when it does, you know, we snap, you know what I'm saying? Or that they snapped at that time. But we're not going to talk about that. But I do think that whoopings, there's a degree of whooping or how you discipline your child. So I do believe that, you know, I will not. If my my uh wife, my future wife, if she wants to, you know, whoop our kids, I'm cool with that. If she don't, I'm cool would with that. Would you give the whoopings though? I would. If it's a girl, I'm not going to give a whooping. I, I just believe that. Okay, you know, so, wh- so why? Is it because of what I was saying earlier? Like, I, yeah, I've always felt, I've always felt that nah, like my, like I always felt that like nah, like nah, like I, like I feel like, especially like what we just, what I just said, like if I had something else going on, and like even though I'm not thinking about it at that time that I'm talking to my child subconsciously that still is irritating in the back of me and i'm like oh shit i'm about to take this out on like you you don't think you would but i feel like some some people would it would just kind of take over and it's like oh shit i'm gonna get all this anger out and unfortunately sometimes that is put on the child and we've we've known i think people have even seen cases you know of child abuse when you know a child is beaten to death you know what i'm saying because you know the mother or the father or whoever that um that was taking care of him at the time was just angry and that's not or had just like a sense of rage in them and that's not right so it's for me i don't it's it's a it's kind of a wavering thing but i it's like i said there's different forms of whooping like i'm not going to beat my child like i'm not going to tell them to pull down their pants like i did i had to you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and get a leather belt or a hot wheels mm-hmm. race car track or you know the extension cord just whatever was in the, in the damn thing or a switch that my granny used to pull off the edge of the tree you know what i'm saying like oh we had to go get our own switch i'm like damn you gonna give me my like it's, it's really it's, man it's really wild but Q, I like want to say said, something really quick because I want to also point out because what you said was very valid about the the difference between abuse and then a whooping. Yeah. Um, so I want to point out, you know, as a parent, just trying to help you out. You, you, it's not that you're gonna if you're not abusive now, you're not gonna be abusive then. That's not mm-hmm. something. So I don't want anybody to be worried about that as a parent. But I think what you're trying to say is if you're at work, you've been at work all day long and you've already been irritated or whatever, something happened, you're irritated. Your patience gets thinner. Mm -hmm. So your kid might do something that normally on a normal day, you you have more patience for it. But today on Monday, you ain't got that much patience and you keep doing this thing that I told you not to do in the first place. So now it just turns into a whooping, which I heard Tia say, that's one of the reasons why she doesn't whoop her kids is that she feels like, parents need more control because usually they're taking out on the kid for not having a, a lack of patience because it takes a lot more time to put your kid in timeout than it does to whoop them. Mm-hmm. And then, or to put them on punishment because you have to live by that punishment all week. And so it takes a lot more energy to put them on stuff than just to give them a whooping. I do agree whoopings are are good for kids at some point. I mean, I definitely have whooped Gabs. One time she spit in my face. That was a no-no. How old was she though? Uh, she was she was young, so probably about the same, about four, you know. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't like haul off and whoop her with a belt, but I gave her a good spanking, you know, like with my Where'd hand. Where did that up at? Girl, school, you know, school. She didn't tell me she hated me one time. That one, I don't know if I necessarily whooped her for, but I was like, well, if you hate me, is that a white thing? <laughs> Telling uh, your parents you hate them. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure she picked up at school because she didn't even know what the word meant. You know? You sure so, not in, in her blood, though? See? I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm not, no, no. Gabs is great. She's one. That's another saying. stereotype. That's that a stereotype. A I'm just saying. That's a stereotype. There's a lot of validity about that one. 
See now. Um, I don't know, but I just was letting her know the difference is you have a different kind of mama, and your mama is crazy. So believe <laughs> it. Your mama got some. I will get you. with you. Like I'm one of those parents that if you steal, I'll steal everything out of your room just to prove a point. You come home, not have nothing, not even no drawers. I don't care. My mama, I remember I stole from the store one time. My mama said, "Put your hands out." She had this wooden spoon that she used to bring around. If you want, put your hand out so quick. She'll tear your ass up. With, like, and she'll get them to they red too. Like, you don't think still again? Hell no. Nah, I'm about to sit on my hands right now. But just make sure they're not hurting no more. Oh my God. My mom. That's creative though. The take, take, taking it out of the room. I'm going to come to you when I have kids. Like, oh, what would you? Because that's a creative punishment right there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I'm like really creative. Because I, like I feel like experience is more than advice. So, like, if you're doing something, let me show you what it feels like when you steal from somebody. I'd rather just show you, but I'm the good cop and the I'm I'm the bad cop because we have a girl, but I would prefer to be the good cop because I don't like to get whooped. So I would rather create all these creative outlets to not whoop, but spitting in my face, that just, I mean, that just one day I whooped, you know? But I want to I want to bring up another topic for you guys. Um, what do you guys feel about, especially because you guys are single, Stephanie? Even for you, because you are married, do you guys feel like it's more of a pressure thing, or you know, you feel like you guys should be having kids now? Like, do you feel like you is it like the stereotype is you guys we're all thirty or hitting on thirty, and you guys should have kids now? Where are my grandbabies at? You know, you should be married or. You guys are married. You guys should be having children. Like, do you guys feel like that's an okay stereotype to even give to somebody? No, because I mean, I've talked about it before. You know, we've struggled to have to reproduce, and so like, it's just like be sensitive to what someone's situation may be. You know what I mean? I do think um, Q. We we had this conversation a little bit ago that some people are like, oh, something wrong with you that you ain't got no kid yeah. at age 30 or whatever. And even in a relationship, yeah. it's like, I, when I talk to my single friends, they always assume, maybe not them, but you know, vice versa, you might assume something is wrong with that person if they haven't had a successful relationship or are not in a relationship. And the same thing with the kid. It's just like, just be sensitive to what someone's situation is. You know, everybody, timelines are different. Just because you're at a certain age doesn't mean you should be checking off these things on the to-do list. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a, a to-do list that you check off based on your age. Everybody's timeline is different. And so no pressure should be applied there. Right. What about QQ? Do you feel like it's like women kind of, do, do you talk to a lot of single moms or, I mean, I mean, like, what do you do? I don't know. Like, what do you do? This is what I talk to a lot of single moms. All right. Just, I don't know. Girl, he want to run their feet. No, he run their feet. Hey, that's, the business, that's the business plan. I'm gonna let y'all know the business plan later on. That's gonna be on like another couple episodes. Right now that you want to rub their feet. Single mothers. I'm gonna tell you right now. Single mothers. Single mothers. Listen. That's such a stereotype. He said it. He said it. He said single moms don't have enough time, which I feel like that's a stereotype in itself. But we get on this after you answer this question. I'm sorry, single mothers out there. I respect your agency, but. I'm just saying, sometimes y'all be busy with the kids because you guys have to put the kids first. And sometimes y'all don't have time for yourself. Now, I understand that y'all got to go to the, you know, to the 